0: Hi, my friends. Good morning. Here we are in Matthew chapter five, verse thirty-three, and this is, little section here is going to highlight the main theme that Jesus is giving through all of these little parts here. The "You have heard it said, but I say," Christ contrasting Himself with dead religion. You know, just to review quickly, through all of these, dead religion has to do with outward actions and not the heart. Dead religion has to do with legal scapegoats, so you don't have to have it inwardly. Christ has come to give us an inward light, an inward freedom, and an inward life. So the outward action to Christ, of course, isn't important, but the inward life is more important to Christ. Religion is the opposite, dead religion. The inward life is not important. What is important is the outward expression. That's what's more important to religion. And I think of this contrast a little bit as I learned about Islam, that Islam is about uttering the Quran. Those, all of these things, the Quran and Islam, it's about resuscitation and uttering the word. And I had uh, learned that actually living the Quran to someone in Islam is not the most important thing. The most important thing is memorizing and speaking out the Quran. This amazed me, and I actually had a chance to be able to go to a mosque and meet an imam and, and other people there and talk to them. And during this meeting, they had someone come that could quote the entire Quran and they could sing out the entire Quran, you know, like you might hear during those prayers that that they'll sing it out. And he had traveled all the way from Texas and he travels all over the United States to, to mosques to sing out the Quran. Why am I saying this? Because I believe that Islam and the Quran, it doesn't have the life of Christ in it. And just to use that as a contrast here, the important thing for them is the outward expression and the speaking forth of the Quran, not the inward living of it. I'm sure that's important to Islam as well, but not as important as the outward speaking, the utterance of the Quran. For us as Christians, we can fall into a dead religious trap as well, where the outward expression of our Christianity becomes more important than the inward living it, having it and living it inwardly, having grace, having life, having mercy, having love, having purity inwardly. So Jesus here, in the same way, is offering these contrasts over and over and over again. And if you read through them, I encourage you to in your own time, really read through and try to grasp the contrast here. What is he setting up here so that we see Jesus as different, new, special than anything else we hear on the planet here he's talking about oaths in chapter 33. Honestly, I had just jumped over this oath section so many times as I've read through this in the past and thought, oh, well, I don't do oaths and most people don't do that. And I didn't really grab, again, another great meaning here. So let's jump in and read that here and see the contrast with dead religion and and see the importance of our oaths. Verse 33, again Let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Well, the thing that Jesus is dealing with here is re- the religious law that was given here, and this is in the Bible, it's in the Old Testament repeatedly, that if you take an oath to God, you shall perform it. And this was considered to be a holy thing, a good thing. Don't take an empty oath, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Don't say, man, I swear to God or I swear by by the Bible that I am going to pay you back. I swear by by the planet Earth or I swear by my head is if you did that to the Lord, I swear to God that I'm going to pay this debt or I'm going to do this. And the Bible is saying in the Old Testament that you shall perform this or the Lord will somehow, you know, fix that situation. You better you better do what you say you're going to do. You made this a holy thing by bringing up the name of God. Perform your oath. And a lot of times people would give an oath in time of war and tragedy and they would say things like, I, I tell you, if God ever gets me out of this, I'm I'm just going to give $10,000 to charity if the Lord ever gets me out of this. Well, the Lord gets you out of this, you need to follow through with the oath and and do what was said. So that was considered a good and holy thing under the Old Testament. Now Jesus is giving us the contrast with himself. Verse 34, but I say to you, do not take an oath at all. Isn't that interesting? Jesus just says, don't, don't take an oath. Don't swear by anything. Don't even do that. Well, why? Why should we not do that? And I think it comes down to this whole heart issue think of it as someone goes about their day living their life uh you know giving out promises to this person and to that person and either doing them or not doing them but then has a really important promise to give and their attitude is like well you know since I know and you know we I tend to not do what I said I was going to do I want you to know I'm really going to do it now cuz I'm going to bind myself by God I swear by the hair on my (laughs) chinny-chin-chin, the three little pigs, by my, swear on my chinny-chin-chin, I am going to do it. So he says, don't even, don't even do that. And it's for several reasons. A promise is so important. And understand this in your life. I need to understand in mind that when someone needs something done, and i step forward and i say I'll, I'll do that for you i'm giving my word and a promise and what does that word and promise from me do it relieves a burden of worry and care from another person a promise is a beautiful thing we all we all carry around hardship and struggle and we carry around worry and fear and when someone promises something to us the wonderful thing is it relieves that worry and that fear off our shoulders. But then if we don't do it, we end up just adding more worry and more fear. He said he was going to do this and he never even did it. And if we're not careful, we can start throwing out promises to people like candy, you know, free candy to kids. Or like, Yeah, 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 I'll do that for you, honey. Yeah, I'll do that for you, kids. I think probably my, my biggest struggle is promising things to my children. And not following through. Because they really need my promises. They can't do very many things on their own. I've got a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 5-year-old. And it's, Daddy, will you fix this? Daddy, can we do this, Daddy? Yeah, 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 Daddy says. And their little hearts break at times. My son will come to me and he's like, Daddy, you told me. You told me that you were going to do this a while back. And you haven't done it yet. And i got to realize... I was relieving a burden off his shoulders by telling him daddy was going to do this and then I didn't follow through. Jesus wants us to be men of our word, women of our word. And this is how to become a pillar in your family and a pillar in your community is become a person of your word. That when you say you're going to do something, you follow through. People around you trust in that. It gets done, and what happens is you become a pillar that can be leaned on. All they got to do is just bring up a situation to you, and if you say you're going to do it, they're done worrying about it. They don't have to fret, worry, or care because, man, they just said they're going to do it, and I know it'll be done. And you have this opportunity to free up those around you of care, of worry, and of concern. You're freeing up their hearts for other things. You're bringing joy, you're bringing hope, you're bringing happiness around you by doing nothing more than giving a promise that you will keep. And if you live this way, there's no need for an oath because you're a person of your word. Why would I even need to swear by God or by something else? So that's why these are so important. Becoming a pillar in your community and the power of being a trustworthy person. You, know, if you even at your job or your career, when you're able to show those over you that you are a trustworthy person, they are so eager to promote you. Trustworthiness is something that is kind of lost in our culture today because we tend to be people that are what we call pragmatic. What is a pragmatic person? Somebody who does what's best in the moment, what works in the moment. So it doesn't matter what I promised a week ago because situations have changed. This is a big deal right now. People are really into being pragmatic in the moment. And so it's a real time for someone who is a person of their word, their former word, like, to keep it. I know I promised this two weeks ago, but things have changed. But listen, I'm going to follow through because I want you to know that when I say something, I intend to keep it. Here's what I promise to do, even though it causes me greater pain now than at the time that I I gave the oath. Here you go. Oh, my friend, when you follow through like that, it just brings it brings people's heart (laughs) to a place of trust in you. They rest in you and they're going to want to promote you. So I encourage you to, to do what Jesus says here and realize you have no need to swear. And I'll just finish up with this. There's a very interesting perspective that Christ gives here in why he says we shouldn't give an oath. But I say to you, don't even take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it's the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head for you cannot make one hair white or black. Wow. Look at this perspective he gives there. His perspective isn't that you're nothing. <laughs> you're so small and feeble. You can't, you shouldn't owe by anything because you're just a little human. His perspective is, is this. You live underneath the power of an almighty, all-powerful God. He is over you and he is with you. And you don't need to swear by him because you are his. He is a promise keeper. You can be a promise keeper. He keeps his word and his oath. You can keep your word and your oath. You are his child. Why swear by heaven? That's his throne. Why swear by the throne of God? It's the throne of God. Why swear by earth? That's his footstool. Why swear by Jerusalem? That's the city of the great king, which I thought he kind of said almost tongue in cheek because he is the great king. Kind of grabbing that one verse out of Psalms. And I I love it when Jesus does that. He's drawing our eyes to him being the great king of that city. And do not take an oath by your own head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. I grew up in a hairstyling family. And I remember it as a teenager going, yes, we can make hair white and black. My mom does it every day. But I realized what it means here. You can't cause one of your hairs to come out of your head, white or black. And that, my friend, is true. We cannot stop aging. We can't make our bodies stop aging. So Jesus says, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. In other words, you are under him, the almighty God and king. He is the power over you. He is the life inside of you. He is one that gives you the strength to keep your promises and to follow through with a life of integrity. Trust and rest in him. You don't need to make a special promise more holy than another one. God is in you, and all of them are going to bring life to those around you. Anything more than this, he says, comes from evil. It's interesting how evil sneaks into our life. The evil of dead religion, the evil of compartmentalizing our spiritual life, the evil of uh, thinking that we don't have to do or should do what we promised to others we would do. I just encourage you and myself today, Let us watch over our promises today. And when we say things to people, even our children, that we're going to fix a toy, let's be sure and follow through with that as quickly as we can for them, for their sake, to relieve burdens from others and to be a pillar in our home, our communities, and just letting the life, the light of a promise-keeping God shine out of us. Amen. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.